and welcome back to the podcast of Idiots and Intellects. I'm your host, Kelsey Hatzinger, and I'm here today with Cody again. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about the Stanley Hotel. Spooky. <laughs> so, Cody, have you ever seen the movie The Shining? I have, yes. I didn't. I only watched, started watching it like a few years ago, so not like when I was young or anything. Yeah, I don't think you can understand it when you're young. It's, okay, Kubrick, I could go on forever about Kubrick. He's brilliant. Stanley Kubrick was the director, and he, oh my god, there's just the detail in that film, and there's, it's one that you definitely have to watch, like, so many times, um, and I liked that it wasn't, like, a jump scare kind of movie, Yeah. but um, it was pretty spooky. Yeah, for that for that time, like the way that it was done, the filming and everything, it was just perfect. Yeah, um, and the Stanley Hotel was actually the inspiration for the Outlook, which is in The Shining, written by Stephen King, then made into a film by Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick, the Stanley Hotel. <laughs> That's the full circle. There we go. <laughs> That's it. That's We're done now. That's <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> um, but the Stanley Hotel is located in... I already forgot how to say it. It's Estes Park. Estes Park. It's like asbestos. <laughs> you don't want asbestos in your hotel. It's Estes Park. Uh, in Colorado, <laughs> near the Rocky Mountain Range. Um, it was... As we said, the inspiration behind Stephen King's third novel and his first hardcover bestseller. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's quite an accomplishment. Right? Well, I mean, yeah. Two novels in. For your third one to actually be, like, a bestseller and something so good. huge. That's pretty good, yeah. Stephen King is just a genius as well. Um, but, so yeah, um, the hotel was the inspiration for The Shining, which was his first bestseller, which is crazy. I haven't read the book. I haven't either. I've started to multiple times, but then I don't like reading sometimes, or I just am too busy, I forget to read. I'm pretty sure you don't know how to read. Hey, listen. <laughs> um, anyways, so in October, my mom has the book here. I think I might just take it home. There you go. There we go. Um, in October of 1974, King and his wife checked into the Stanley Hotel for just one night. Um, they heard about the hotel, they lived in Boulder, I think, and they just wanted to check it out, I guess. Um, when they got there, though, the hotel was getting ready to close for the season, much like in the story, um, you know, because the story is essentially Jack, this guy, goes with his family to Mm -hmm. basically be the groundskeeper for the winter, so, yeah, um... And so, like I said, they were the only two guests there that night. They stayed in room 217, which I think we'll talk about in a little bit. You got some good stuff on there. I got a good story on 217. I'm excited about 217. Okay. Um, So, basically, just the long, empty, echoey corridors and overall isolation of the hotel just really lit a spark in King's imagination. And then he published the novel three years later in 1977. Um, he did change the name from the Stanley Hotel to the Outlook in the book, which makes sense. Understandable. Right. Um, and then the film adaption of The Shining was directed beautifully, as we said, by Stanley Kubrick, 
who has done other masterpieces like Eyes Wide Shut, Full Metal Jacket, and Clockwork, Clockwork Orange. There you go. Clockwalk. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you don't know how to read and I don't know how to speak. What a team we make. Yikes. Um, <laughs> uh, so Kubrick strayed from the novel quite a bit, actually. There were a lot of discrepancies between the book and the film itself. Really? Yeah. Um, now I need to read this book and watch the movie again. I know. It... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just want to spend the whole day like going back and forth between the book and the film just to see all of the differences. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said before we started this, there was a scene, something with um, Stephen King wrote in like um, a Volkswagen Beetle driving up uh, yes. to the hotel, and Kubrick changed the color of the vehicle for sure. He, I think he changed the make as well. It was a completely different car. And as it drove up to the hotel in the film, it drove past a beetle being crushed at a junkyard. <laughs> just like a fuck you to Stephen King. That's um, hilarious. Yeah, it was really funny. But they worked together on a lot of films, so... Maybe it's just like their sense of humor with each other. I, maybe. Or maybe they just had to reconcile after this. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, he definitely strayed from the novel a lot. And unfortunately, he didn't really film at the Stanley Hotel. Um, the exterior of the outlook in the film was actually Timberline Lodge, somewhere in Colorado. And then the interior was based on Awahani um, Hotel. I'm sorry, what? Awahani? I don't know. A H. A whiny, that's you. You're whiny. <laughs> that's rude. Um, A H W A H N E E. See, I can spell at least. You got me there. <laughs> um, and that hotel was in located was located in Yosemite National Park, which is I've been there and it's absolutely beautiful. So, anyways, um, Jack Nicholson played the main character, and he absolutely freaking killed he it. He did. He was so good. I didn't like Jack Nicholson much um because i'd seen like some of his more recent films where like he's with diane keaton and like a love story or something Mm -hmm. like that and like they're okay they're average movies but no jack nicholson is so talented and i don't think i fully realized that until i watched the shining so oh my god just the entire film was just an absolute masterpiece i cannot stress enough and there's so many details um like, there's a scene where he's walking down to the bar to talk with Grady or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and there, you can, I think Kubrick was really trying to display his internal struggle at that time with his writer's block and everything going on. Um, and every time he passed a mirror in the hallway, he refused to look at it. But you couldn't directly see the mirrors, so it was just every couple steps he would do something like, hmm. yeah, I don't, you would just have to see it. It's very, very detailed, and there are so many conspiracy theories just about what the film actually represents. We can make a whole episode just on that. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, just the film was absolutely beautiful. I'm sure the book was just as oh, fantastic. I'm sure. My parents love the book. Do they? Mm-hmm. Do your parents like spooky stuff? Oh my god. I think that's where I get it from. Really? Like, at least from my mom's <laughs> side, she adores all things spooky and scary. Like novels, books, movies. 
Okay, well, not so much the movies. She'll appreciate them, but she still gets scared real easily. <laughs> it's my dad who loves the scary movies. Oh, yeah. So, just growing up with all that in my life is probably why I'm where I am today. Why well, you're a mess. <laughs> no. That's a whole nother reason. Yeah, We're yes. not going to go into that. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but the film was released in 1980, just okay. right on the dot. So, it just... Even at that time, just so, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so the hotel itself is located at the northwestern end of Estes Park. <laughs> Estes. 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 I don't. I don't know how to read either. Um, Estes. <laughs> Estes. Estes. It's like Etsy. <laughs> See, you went Etsy, I went testy. <laughs> testy? Don't you test me. Um, it's located at the end of the park. And, um, yeah, it's just, it was originally used, actually, for hunting land. Um, it's in a valley. It was, before anything was developed, it was used for hunting land for elk deer it was used for a lot of fishing stuff like that it supported um a lot of life like native american life in a way i forgot the name of the tribes already but um yeah so it's just it's just really cool just a really cool area to be in um very isolated like the photos and everything of the place are gorgeous like no matter what time of the year yeah it's just it's insane, honestly. Um, so, Freeland Oscar Stanley was this dude. His family uh, had been living in Maine since the early 19th century. He lived um, from 1849 to 1940, so almost a full century there. Dude was old. Dude was also very successful. <laughs> he had a whole bunch of companies. He had like a um, transportation company that um, ran on like steam engines and stuff. They actually used that at the hotel to transport um, people from the nearest train station. Interesting. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, and as far as I can see, he's also the founder of like Stanley Steamers. So. Stanley Steamers gets your own cleaner. I'm glad you did that because I was going through my head and I was like, I'm not going to sing because they don't, I need to deafen our listeners with that. that. Yeah, yeah, he was just, he was overall an entrepreneur and he had a twin brother, Francis, that also was very entrepreneurial and all that stuff. Very what? Entrepreneurial. (laughs) It's been a long night. (laughs) Um, It's only 1030 in the morning. Yeah, but it's, yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm just here for the humor. I didn't have my chocolate milk this morning. It's like my coffee, because I don't really like coffee. You didn't have your chocolate milk with I the green lid? I didn't have my chocolate, I didn't have my baby chocolate milk with the green lid from Quick Trip. I did not. I almost, well, I, okay. There was, we have a gallon of it at home. And so I drank a little bit of that, and it's like with the green lid, but it's not the same. It's not in the bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, off track. (laughs) I was going to eat fried rice for breakfast this morning, too, because I have leftovers from... The chicken fried rice? 
Fucking yeah. Still? No, not that. Oh. Like, I, I had more chicken fried oh, okay. rice after that. But... <laughs> I was going to say, that's some old-ass rice. No, it was like two-week-old rice. <laughs> Yikes. I can't say that I haven't eaten two-week-old fried rice, though. It's good yet. It's rice. It's fine. Everything. Teach their own. I didn't vomit afterwards or anything. Uh, <laughs> um... So anyways, in 1903, at the age of 53, uh, Stanley had life-threatening tuberculosis. Hey, I have a joke for you. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Okay. Um, so my family has always said that laughter is the best medicine. That's why 90% of us died of tuberculosis. <laughs> Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, actually, that kind of ties in because the best recommendation, the best medical recommendation mm -hmm. for tuberculosis at the time was to go get fresh air, which is All actually right. how um, Freeland Oscar Stanley ended up in Estes Valley. There you go. <laughs> got it. One out of three so it. far. That's, yeah. Um... So that's how he got there. He went to Colorado to recuperate, and he took one season. Well, it only took him one season to fully overcome the illness, but he, during that time, just absolutely fell in love with the valley, which makes sense. It's absolutely beautiful there. Um, and before he went back home to Maine, he had bought land in the valley. And uh, construction actually began in 1907. Uh and he envisioned a grand hotel catering to the wealthy, and he wanted to make Estes Park um, more of a resort town than anything. It really wasn't much of anything before he got there, um, which I thought was interesting, because once the Stanley Hotel was up um, and opened, I think it's 1909, yeah, um, you know, wealthy visitors kept coming, and then by 1917, the nearby town had become a municipality. So, and, you know, waterworks were put in, a power plant, and other civic organizations. And it just really made the area boom, essentially. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, the main hotel and concert hall were completed in 1909, right before the hotel opened. And... Um, Actually, in 1926, Stanley sold the hotel to a private company um, with the sole purpose of continuing to run it and mm -hmm. keep it maintained and everything. Well, that venture actually failed, and Stanley bought it back out of foreclosure in 1929, only to resell it to Roy Emery. Um, and then from there, I think it just kept changing hands and, you know, updates here and there, and... Yeah, that's just the general history of that. Um, and the hotel is said to be full of paranormal activity. Yes. Absolutely full. Um, what kind of stuff goes on there, generally? Generally, there's a lot of lights flickering on and off. Um, doors opening and closing. A lot of cold chills and just weird sounds happening, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But we'll get into a lot of like that more detailed and go specific. Yeah. In a bit. Um. 
Yeah, so this hotel has been featured on, like, Ghost Hunters and Ghost mm-hmm. Adventures, a lot of those shows. A lot which... of YouTubers will, like, do vlogs yeah. and stuff going there. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch many of those, but I think that would be super interesting to see. I highly recommend the Sam and Colby one. Sam and Colby? Yeah, Sam and Colby. It's Like Colby Jack Cheese? Yes. Um, because their video is like they did it in I think three or four separate parts Mm -hmm. so they finally uploaded a while ago all of it in one video so it's like like a little over an hour and a half oh really yep wow and they go into detail about the hotel itself um, a lot of paranormal activity and just like testing limits and boundaries and stuff like that as well nice yeah, I like that. I like to test limits mm-hmm. and boundaries, as you know from work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was an aggressive, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Much better. Um, so <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, stick with us, and um, when we come back, we're going to tell you all about um, paranormal activity that goes on, room 217, which is pretty spooky. Um, I'm interested in the hedge maze. I think that'd be really fun to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a lot of paranormal activity around that, but I just like the idea of that. I haven't maze. come across much information about that. Um, they, From what I found with my research is they basically put the hedge, hedge maze in. <laughs> now you're messing up your words. <laughs> um, they put the hedge maze in after the movie. Yeah, they so. wanted to tie the Stanley mm-hmm. Hotel in with the actual... Yep. So it wasn't like they were originally sort of a thing. Right. Um, So yeah, just stay tuned. We're going to tell you all sorts of stuff. Um, There's also a mirror vortex, which could be a portal for paranormal activity, Mm -hmm. which seems really cool that we maybe can touch on. Um, There's just a lot of spooky stuff coming up. So we'll be right back. Thanks for sticking with us. Welcome back. Even though the ad's only like a minute long and not even. Uh, (laughs) Whatever. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, So we're going to start with the horrors of room 217. All right. So like Kelsey mentioned earlier, that is the room that Stephen King and his wife stayed in. Mm -hmm. Um, It was closing for the season and him and his wife were the only overnight guests that night. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up having a dream that night that his three-year-old son was being chased by a fire hose through the corridors and screaming. Mm -hmm. Eventually, it caught up to him and it wrapped around him like a snake and strangled him. Oh, I didn't read that part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I just like the added little snake thing for you. I hate that. Because you just love snakes. Oh my god. I like have to put my feet up now. Hold on. (laughs) I feel like they're like in the house now. Um, But he then woke up like from that nightmare. He went out on the balcony of his room and had a cigarette. And on that balcony from that dream is like where all the plot points and everything for The Shining formed. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that cool how, like, just you can, like, if you're creative and smart enough, mm-hmm. like Stephen King is, you can just, just do create that. something yeah. from, like, just one night of inspiration. That's so cool. It's incredible. Um, but also with Room 217, 
there is thought that it's haunted by Elizabeth Wilson. Who's that bitch? A.K.A. Mrs. Wilson. Oh. Okay. Um, Part of me wonders, like, if all of these um, theories about hauntings in Room 217 came from... The Shining, and or if it was like already happening, right. and then The Shining just brought light to it and made it more interesting. Well, that's for the people. other thing. Like I'm, like with Mrs. Wilson's information that I have, like I wonder how much history and stuff they did on the Stanley Hotel itself before, like writing the book mm-hmm. and producing the movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Because that actually ties in um, to 1911. When two years after it opened, right, there was a gas explosion that oh. started in room two four uh, two seventeen, oh. and that was the room that Mrs. Wilson, the head housekeeper, was staying in. Okay, and luckily she survived though. She just left with like broke some broken bones or something like that. Broken out of bones it. and burnt skin, or <laughs> basically, um, but. It to this day it basically says that it seems like she's still alive and working there, because guests have reported like items being moved, their luggage being unpacked, and just lights being turned on and off. Mm-hmm. Also because of the time period it was, she definitely did not like unmarried guests sleeping together in that room. Oh. So there were <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so a lot of guests have, like, reported that there was, like, a cold force coming between them. While they were getting it on? Whether they were getting it on or just taking a little snooze. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. I don't Maybe she didn't like the unmarried factor. Maybe she just wanted to join. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yikes. Have a little you... poltergasm. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> have you never heard that term? <laughs> you should have just went with you created it, because I just was like, oh my god, you're one of those creative people. Oh, yeah. I'm a creative person. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I, I made it up. I, I <clears throat> <laughs> awkwardly take drink. <laughs> okay, so okay. what else Anyways, goes on 217? Um, there's not too much more in 217 other than, like, the extra lights turning on and off and, like, mm-hmm. door situations happening, opening and closing. Spirit orgies. Yes, right. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then that moves us to the next room of the building, the concert hall. Mm-hmm. Um, Do they have, like, Led Zeppelin and stuff there, or not that kind of concert? Fuck if I know. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm assuming it's more like, oh, like, pretty music for, like, ballroom type shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but in this concert hall, there are two pretty famous ghosts that supposedly haunt these halls. Mm-hmm. Um, concert hall. <laughs> okay. Yeah, go on. Um, I know. <laughs> you Some, love me. You're right. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. <laughs> um, but the two go- famous ghosts are Paul and Lucy. Paul and Lucy. Yes. Okay. I don't know where these names came from. Actually, Paul's like, is explained where his came from. Like but... Paul McCartney and Lucy and this guy with diamonds? Sure. Okay. Let's go with that. Okay. Um, let's start with Paul. Um, he was employed there for 10 years. Okay. Um, and he's actually probably one of the more well-known ghosts, like, even over Lucy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, 
He died after a heart attack while on the job. I bet he got scared by one of these ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, maybe. Had to join him. He was apparently real hard-headed, though, and, like, to enforce a curfew of 11 p.m. while he was alive. <laughs> like, while he was alive. <laughs> like, while he was alive, apparently he would, like, go around, like, get out the concert hall, it's 11 p.m., you shouldn't be in here, blah, blah, get blah, out. blah. Chases okay. him out with a broom. <laughs> you damn kids. <laughs> get off my lawn. Or get out of my concert hall. Same Close thing. enough. Anyways. Um... But guests and workers also have experienced him uttering late at night in the concert hall, get out, mm -hmm. like after 11 p.m. Spooky. Um, and they've said that they've been forced out of the concert hall by him also, like... Like shove? Like physically. Oh. Um, that leads to this one construction worker who was there to sand the floors and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he reported that he felt Paul nudge him towards the door after feeling two arms pulling him back. Oh. Oh, that's spooky. I don't like that. And yeah, there's sand cranes in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> they think time. it's spooky, too. <laughs> right? Yikes. Um, but he likes to play with, like, ghost hunters and the ghost tours that go on there. Really? And... He's reported, like, that he's flickering flashlights at them. Oh, okay. So, like, kind of like an orb of light. Just yeah. Shooting. Okay. Um, and then Lucy, the next ghost that haunts those halls, is said she was a runaway, like, thir between 13 and 16-year-old girl mm -hmm. who found refuge in the hall's basement as just, like, a place to stay just overnight. Just out? <laughs> yeah. Um, but she was caught by a construction worker who was in the basement surveying the room for some, like, big construction plans that they had mm -hmm. going on, and they forced her to leave. Um, but then the temperatures that night dropped below zero, and she was found frozen to death. Oh, gross. Kind of like the ending of The Shining. Kind of, yeah. Way. Yikes. All right, full circle. <laughs> there go. you go. Gotta throw things in there all the time. Hmm. Um, but she's best known for closing doors. And yeah, she doesn't want to feel a draft that's anymore. Exactly. <laughs> she's done. Like, there be, like, you can find videos of people recording it. I don't know. You never know if they're real or fake. But right. She, uh, there was one video that I saw where this one hotel guest is, like, sitting there in front of the open door, like, talking to Lucy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, are you cold? Do you want to close the door? And the door, like, closes. Oh, wow. Apparently, she likes to entertain ghost hunters and stuff, too. Like... Yeah, if you're a kid, you're playful, yeah. Listen, if I was a spirit, I'd totally be all gung-ho, like, okay, let's fuck around with you. Like... <laughs> 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 um, but she also... Like, moves candy and lollipops and stuff, too, and makes them fall out of your hand. Oh, okay. Like, I, apparently, like, on the tours, they'll, like, hand out little dum-dums. Mm -hmm. And, like, they'll have you either, like, stick it standing on your palm or, like, hold it. And she'll either, like, knock it out of your hand or you'll feel like this forest try and take it from you. Mm, she's trying to... She's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> she's trying to get some fat on for the winter. <laughs> she doesn't want to freeze again. Exactly. Which is another thing from, like, one, that Sam and Colby video is they bought a bunch of dum-dums, like, sprawled it across their hotel room. Mm -hmm. And they purposely stuck one standing up in front of the bathroom door before they left. 
-hmm. And when they came back into the room, um, it was moved over underneath the windowsill. Oh. Still standing. Oh, that's weird. So, Lucy and Paul, those spirits, are they primarily in the concert yes. hall? Or do they, I mean, they roam through the hotel I, I'm, well? I'm sure they roam through as well. but Because, mm -hmm. like, the whole, I guess, the way I see it with, like, spirits and stuff like that, it's... As long as it's like the same property owned type of thing, mm -hmm. they are free to move or move about all of the land. Okay. Versus like in Beetlejuice where the couple dies and they're stuck specifically to the house. They can't like leave the house and oh, like yeah. roam. Okay. All right. So what's next? The fourth floor? The fourth floor. Yeah. Where we have floor. at least four different rooms that have ghost sightings, and spooky shit happen. Really? Yes. <clears throat> um, it's said that 90% of all the haunted activity, like, now, mm -hmm. nowadays, happens on the fourth floor. Um, nice. They have s sectioned off different rooms of that floor, mm -hmm. and they call them spirit, uh, spirit rooms. I saw that on the website for the Stanley Hotel, because mm -hmm. they're still a functioning hotel. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. You can still go there. It's very, like, the website's very fancy. Oh, yeah. It's very like, elegant. After but, seeing just the website, I'm like, I kind of want to go specifically just for the experience. Just for the luxury. Yeah, just for the luxury. <laughs> like, it's so gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but I saw that, because it's like, book your stay here, mm -hmm. whatever, and then they go through the different room options, and there's a bunch of, like, spirit rooms specifically separate mm -hmm. from the other options, so, yeah, I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, on the fourth floor, like, back before the fourth floor itself was specifically made into rented hotel rooms mm -hmm. that's where like the children and mothers workers nannies and stuff all stayed they all stayed on the fourth floor mm -hmm. so a lot of times at night you'll hear kids running around playing outside your door and children's laughter and stuff like that <laughs> children but, at the end of the hall holding yeah. hands yeah <laughs> um apparently stephen king like experienced a bunch of that too and like actually made complaints to the hotel about hey you have kids running around just like i thought we were I'm, the only ones yeah here. i'm trying to sleep like <laughs> get your shit together i don't know and they're just like yeah no you are literally the only ones here yeah <laughs> like, oh, shit. um so then for these next four rooms there's not too much like specific detail but it's mainly just like different they all have a specific ghost though basically Really? Okay. Yeah. So, like, with room 401, um, there's an Irish man who haunts that room. Mm hmm And also, being a woman, I'm going to say this now because you're going to figure this out. Being a woman, you don't want to go there by yourself, apparently, with all these ghosts. Really? The ghosts love the women, apparently. Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't love the women? I guess you're right. Um, but in room 401, this Irish man will, like, stand in your closet and then... I didn't get too much about, like, what else he would do other than just, like, stay in your closet and be fucking creepy. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he, like, plays with the coat hangers and stuff like that. But specifically it was mentioned if you're a woman in that room, he will, like, grab your hair and, like, pull on your hair and, like, put his hand on your neck. Oh, I don't like that. Like, that, that's just very uncomforting. I don't like that at all. Even being a man, I'm like, Eef. that's unfortunate for women. Not a fan. 
What if there's a woman, a woman, there's a woman, <laughs> what if there's a woman staying there with like her husband or something? Will they still fuck around? I'm sure. Like... I'm sure they will. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't ever specified that like you have to be a woman alone, alone or just a group of women. So. Mm, spooky. I don't like that. Just hides in your closet, like watches you change and then tries to fucking get out there and. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Surprise. Um, and then there's room 407. That's um, only six doors down. <laughs> thank you. You're so close. I'm so glad you're able to do that math for me. Yeah, I'm glad to. <laughs> I'm not good at math. Um, there's actually a famous photo that went viral of this man just like a tourist staying at the hotel. He's like out in front of the hotel getting like his touristy photo taken with the hotel. Right. And if you look up to the fourth floor window of room 407 in this photo, you can see this like figure and face standing in the window looking out. Ooh. Is he attractive though? I don't know. Once you zoom in close enough, it's just all grainy, grainy and <laughs> fuzzy. So the Gosh. picture doesn't help at least. Yikes. Well, I guess maybe um, we'll just have to go see. Yeah. <laughs> but then, we are not staying in room 401, though. No. I'm no, not going in there. I don't know if I trust even staying on the fourth floor at all. Maybe just, like, go for spirits. a day trip. Yeah. <laughs> not sure uh, I'm stay there overnight. Um, but then people have also reported being covered up multiple times, like, with their blanket at night. Especially oh, when they, like, kick sweet, it off. Though. Well, yeah. Just, like, it's here, night. you're cold. Maybe it's Lucy. It's the like, weird thing. Y'all like, aren't going to die. Oh, <laughs> The fourth floor spirits, none of them are, like, bad spirits. Or, Except like, for 401. He's trying to choke you out. You, you don't know that. Maybe, just trying, maybe he's just needy. He has needs. I, I <laughs> know. No, <laughs> um, But there was a story behind this one where a mom and her little boy stayed in this room. Mm-hmm. And the boy kept, like, kicking off the blankets because he was warm or whatever. Uh-huh. And he just kept getting covered back up. And then he, like, told his mom in the morning. And she was like, I was not awake at that point at any given time. Uh-huh. I slept through the night. I feel like as a child, that's either super, super cool or super terrifying. Oh, right. Well, as an adult, too, I guess. Just in general. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, like, it's harder to internalize what could actually be happening. Or even to, like, make any realistic like oh well maybe we can debunk it and it's this like kids mm-hmm. are just like no this is terrifying which it is <laughs> which leads, leads us to room 418 oh no where i guess you couldn't call you can't really call these bad spirits but they're not nice spirits they're kind of assholes they're just chaotic neutral <laughs> kind of they're well it says that they're like a bunch of mischievous children in this room a bunch of them? Like, it just a herd of children? Sure. Maybe, like, a daycare. I don't know. A daycare? <laughs> like, a whole school? Nightcare? I don't know. A trip just, yeah. like, died in that room? Ghoul school. Ghoul school? <laughs> That's cute. Um, That's cute. Because in this room, it's said that they rip off your covers. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of covering you up. You just request to go to the other room where they'll keep covering right. you up. I want to stay warm, so please put me in this room. <laughs> yeah. I easily get cold, so don't put me in room 418. <laughs> um, but then they'll, like, play with the hangers and knock them down and just, like, be noisy with the hangers and just flicker the old bathroom lights on and off, stuff like that. Mm. This one kind of creeped me out. Um, sometimes... 
near this room, you can hear a little boy calling out for his nanny. Oh. Yikes. I, oh. I don't like that. I don't either. I, but I want to know, like, is there a, a connection between the mischievous children and the one calling for the nanny? Oh. Like, maybe that child calling for the nanny is the good one out of all the kids. And Just it's like, fucking, nanny, these ones are out of control. Like, either control them or get me out of here. Like, I don't want to be in here with them sort of thing. Yeah. Or, oh, that's spooky. Or if, like, the nanny, like, was bad to these kids. and Yeah. Uh, uh, is there, like, for, like a torture. record of a nanny being there? Or? I don't know. I didn't look that far into it. No. This was huh. part of the stuff that almost made me like getting here. So yeah, <laughs> so I was like, I can't dig too much farther right now. Yeah, it'd be a four-hour episode if we did. Right. There's just there's so much there to this is. hotel too, and like even just the history, I barely scratched the surface. Like mm-hmm. there's so much. It's crazy. But then finally, we moved ten rooms down. Ten to four twenty-eight. That's easy math. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, mind you, the fourth floor is the top floor, so, like, above them is the roof. Right. Um, a lot of guests who stay in room 428 have heard footsteps above them. Uh, and just on the roof? Someone the way the out. roof is slanted makes it impossible oh, yeah, there's no safely way. for anyone to be up there, like, even construction people, like, they would probably be like bungeed in or whatever so they didn't like fall off and die and add another ghost to the hotel oh um but then they've also witnessed furniture moving in that room mm-hmm 428 Ugh. yikes but then the specific ghost to this room is a friendly cowboy a friendly cowboy a, f- a friendly cowboy <laughs> um he will stand at the end of your bed in the middle of the night. Uh, a couple people have, like, witnessed him pacing back and forth. Mm-hmm. But people have, like, asked it to go away. And he was like, sure, why not? I'll be nice. I'll leave. I'm just enjoying my time. Try to make new friends. <laughs> <laughs> Try to make new friends. You don't want to be um, friends, so I guess I'll peace out. So but he just dips? He if just, you ask him? He dips if you ask him. But if you're a woman or there's a woman in the room... He will lean over and try and kiss her on the forehead before he leaves. Because there have been women who have, like, woken up in the middle of the night with this figure standing over trying to kiss their forehead. How can you even fend that off? Like, you can't bitch slap a ghost. <laughs> you, you can't, no. You're just like, no, you can go away without the kiss, thank you very much. <laughs> this isn't Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> I'm awake, and obviously I'm not a beauty, so... <laughs> oh, boy. No sleeping beauty. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, yeah, I don't like that. I mean, it's nice that he leaves, but mm-hmm. he doesn't have to put his lips on you before he does <laughs> his it. His cold, dead, probably, like, moldy-ass lips. Oh. Hasn't brushed his teeth in years. Oh. It's funny, because when you said friendly cowboy, all I could picture was, like, this ghost in, like, Woody from Toy Story outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and then that leaning over and trying to kiss you in the middle of the night. So long, partner. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a friend in me, but I'll leave. <laughs> Oof. Yikes. But yeah, that's that's all I got for spooks. Can we talk a little bit about the potential um, vortex in the staircase? Oh yeah, we can floors? talk about that quick. 
So essentially, it's just um, this staircase, mm-hmm. right? It's a double staircase, if I remember correctly. There's a staircase going up each side of this open area. Not, not, not this at the hotel. No, they might have made yeah. that for the movie, but it's literally just one just giant staircase going up this like little middle platform to like oh. turn around and go up to the next. Yeah, level. no, you're right. I'm describing it incorrectly. I'm sorry. No, that's um, okay. Yeah. So and then there's mirrors on one side of the wall. There are mirrors on all three sides of the wall, actually. There's mirrors here, and then they're facing mirrors on the other side, Mm -hmm. and then there's another wall of mirrors. Um, So it's just, it's weird because it's mirrors facing mirrors is said to create like a portal portal to either another dimension Mm -hmm. or the spirit realm or whatever. Makes it easier for spirits to pass back and forth. Right. Um, Um, So a lot of people just being on that floor just get very uncomfortable and unsettling. Yeah. I don't... That would just creep me Mm -hmm. out a little bit. Like, it's just... It's weird to have mirrors facing each other in general. Like, even if you don't think about, like, a Mm -hmm. potential portal or whatever. Um, But, yeah, because you get that, like, forever going, Mm -hmm. you know, reflection from both sides. And, I don't know, it's weird. It's just weird. Apparently, if you go, like finish going upstairs to the second floor too mm-hmm. like for the full stretch of the hall on one side of the hall there's one mirror and on the other side of the hall facing that mirror is another mirror so it's like that whole mirror yeah that whole hallway is just a potential portal exactly that's weird that's... which could explain the 217 oh maybe there you go yikes um yeah, that's spooky. I just don't like that idea. Like, I feel like it would be a little better if it wasn't a hotel, but hotels in general are superstitious places, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you think that it's an actual portal? Like, Oh, I believe so, yeah. You think so? Hmm. I guess I haven't thought about it all. Because apparently, long. like, yeah, mirrors facing each other aren't good, Mm-hmm. But if it's apparently in, like, a haunted location or with a lot of paranormal activity, like, that makes it worse. Yeah, I could see that. Like, if something's already there, it could easily increase the activity for something mm-hmm. else. And Yeah, I don't know. That's I don't know, but I want to go there. Stuff. Day trip, though, not nighttime. Okay, I... I you can love stay there at night. night, but I will you need at least one pussy. Per- <laughs> okay, but I will need someone to stay overnight with me. Oh, and you're kind of a pussy too. I'm not I, staying there overnight. I'm a I'd... pussy if it involves me being there by myself <laughs> overnight. Mm-hmm. If I have at least one other person stick it out with me, I'll be fine. Hmm. Who would even go? Like, I don't know. I don't know a lot of like. Oh, enthusiasts. Becca would go. Becca would go. Becca Schmidt would go. I love. One hundred and ten percent. I love her. Me and her have talked about <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. Well, then y'all go, and I'll visit you during the day, and then you tell me how your night went. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> Don't good. Don't let her stay on the fourth floor, though. True. Do not let her stay on the fourth floor. Third floor. Okay, but the fourth floor is where all this spooky shit happens. Yeah, but, well, you can, like, hang out on the fourth floor. I wouldn't recommend her staying in one of those rooms, though. Especially if one's trying to pull her hair and choke her out. No thanks. 
I don't want that for her. <laughs> I mean, if she wants that, she can say all she wants, but... <laughs> um, I don't think... Only when there's consent, probably. Mm -hmm. Yikes. <laughs> Sorry, Becca, I love you. <laughs> She's gonna kill me. <laughs> she just blocks both of us on everything, just like, I'm never talking to you guys I'm done again. with you. How dare you. Yikes. Sorry, Becca. Um... So I think that covers almost everything yeah. um, in a generalized sense. There's obviously so many more details mm -hmm. that, you know, if we went on forever and covered every single topic, every single room, everything, it would be like five hours. <laughs> Might as well just make it like a documentary versus podcast. <laughs> right. Um, so the Stanley Hotel, super spooky. Super superstitious. Super superstitious. That's hard to say. You say it. Uh, no. Yeah. Super yeah. superstitious? It's <laughs> funny. Actually, that wasn't that hard. That was really easy. Oh, well, maybe I just have a speech impediment. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to say speech impediment if I had a speech impediment, though. Okay. <laughs> oh. Anyways, okay. so that's the Stanley Hotel in a nutshell. <laughs> that rhymed. That was cute. Um... Look at the time. <laughs> Look, yeah, it's time to go. Um, thank you for listening. Let us know if you would stay at the Stanley Hotel. I'm not staying there overnight. I'd stay there overnight. You would? But only with someone else, right? Only with someone else or maybe if it was on the third floor. It's all spooky. It's too spooky for me. I like, it's funny because I can do all this spooky stuff during the nighttime. Mm -hmm. Like I'll research it. I'll fucking watch everything. I love it. But then once it hits, like, 7 o'clock at night and it starts to get dark, I'm like, fucking no, I can't even watch, like, a scary movie or anything at night. It has to be during the daytime. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Stanley Hotel. The Shining. Just absolutely amazing. Oh, incredibly. The book, the film, the hotel, everything's well, spooky supposedly the and book amazing. I never read it. Well, yeah. Well, I'm assuming, based on the <laughs> Barnes & Noble reviews. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah, let us know if you would stay at the Stanley Hotel. Um, let us know. Uh, Cody's actually starting his own podcast about spooky stuff, so if you want to check that out, it's called... It's called Haunted Horrors. Haunted Horrors. Covering all things spooky. Going to cover some um, conspiracy theories, some, like, um, spiritual type of games and stuff like that. Just everything. I gave you the title for that. You did. Yeah. Oh, it's cute. And it's funny because I forgot what title that <laughs> I had to have you swoop in. Um, so go check out his new podcast. It's also available on Anchor, um, like this one, and it should be it's up on Spotify. On Spotify. It should go to like, Google Podcasts, stuff like that. Stuff like that. Um, so anywhere that you can find this podcast, you should be able to find his as well if you're into spooky stuff. Um, so that pretty much concludes this spook -sode. Um, thanks for hanging out and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.